0: So now, uh, whatever uh, that Manish went through, let's unpack. You know, So the claim of 3067, I'm asking a question, of course, to myself. It's a bit of a rhetorical question. Is it a juvenile? Is it a foolish, a fraudulent claim, or all of the above? Now it's a very strong language. Huh? None or none of the above. Yeah, let's, let's give that benefit of doubt. Right. Again, the same framework here. Um, I showed you this, you know, where is my theory, where is uh, the statement, and I asked the question, what is uh, the theory for 3067? You know, there was no clear statement, and I said that, there is no clear statement of the theory. In fact, I mean, he gave three different ways he is interpreting the evidence. I'll tell you, if somebody, and this is not limited to 3067, I'll stick to 3067, no other Mahabharata researcher has dared make a clear, universal, generic statement, for their claim of the year of Mahabharata war, and I also tell you, based on what they have done, the moment they make a generic universal statement of their theory, again, their theory will instantaneously fall off. That's how, the, in a quagmire, their evidences and their claims are. Okay? So let's look at this first one, which is, what is the problem here? This is the crux, and therein lies the rub, because look at the first top statement of the Einstein. It is the theory that describes what we can observe. So, for example, when he said some of them are comets, what is your original statement? Some of the planets, planetary names are comets. Well, that's not generic. How do you decide which one are comets and which one are planets and so on? Okay. The next one. Uh, selective observation, uh, Amanish, I picked 12. There could be more. I mean, I understand that. Okay? But Professor Achar had picked 12 out of 23 original Professor K. S. Raghavan, so I picked that number. It's a cherry-picking fallacy, and it's also, scientifically speaking, it's an inconsistency. Quickly, if you have few data points and you want to draw a, close, a line that goes through few points, any fool can do that. You can close your eyes and draw a line, and more than likely, few points will fall on the line. The trick is to solve the whole jigsaw puzzle and explain every point, okay? Or at least admit which of the points you could not explain, okay? Uh, Then uh, uh, the objective testability, again, Arundhati I showed as a good example. Same thing for Bhishma Nirvana, same thing for season, as I'm going to show you. Uh, And the last one, uh, the law law of parsimony, that's important in science, like, you know, you use minimum of Explanation to explain a lot more stuff. Uh, just l- do the quick comparison: astronomy and Mahabharata text, that's all I need for my claim. Um, here, this is a kind of a package starting with Professor Srinivas Raghavan to Achar through now Dr. Manish Pandit. Astronomy, Mahabharata, omens, astrology, planets as comets, you heard that. Kali Yuga. Now, you know, Professor Acharya goes on saying, we did not use Kali Yuga. I'll show you how the Kali Yuga is used. Circular reasoning. Assume equinox at Jesta. There is no evidence in Mahabharata text. Linguistic Mambo Jumbo. I may not have a time to go through that, okay? But it's in the book and I'll mention that. Tradition. The Gita Jainti, the Marga Shusha Shukla 11, or the second fact, Magha Shukla Ashtami, is the tradition. There is no direct evidence for Mahabharata. There is evidence, Magoyum samandu Prapto, but it has at least six to eight different interpretations, and they are available in, in the literature. Varamir, uh, when that all fails, Varamir, then that fails, then Atharva Veda Parishishta, and it goes on and on. Okay, We have a problem here. It's a patchwork. Um, that's Viparyayo Mithyadjnanam Atadrupa Pratishtam. I'll quickly go through this. What has happened here? Professor Acharo, Dr. Pandit, they have, and you know, they admitted, they have not used any of this blue evidence. Arundhati Vasishta observation, Bhishmandirvana observations or the observations of the seasons. There are 30 plus observations of the season during the 18 days of the war. It says it's a Sharad season. When they do the war, it's already Hemantarutu, by the way. Okay? So that's the challenge. I'll quickly go through this because I explained it. Now, this is the timeline. And, uh, you know, now the question is, why is the original claim of Professor Raghavan, which they are sticking with, made in 3067 B.C. in that region? If you ask, they will say, we did not use the Kali Yuga beginning. I mean, Manish Pandit, would you agree that you did not use Kali Yuga beginning? You agree, right? Yes, yeah. Sir. Okay, so does Professor Achar. Now, I'm saying that actually the original Professor K. S. Raghavan indeed used that as the original beginning. Okay, but I'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, now, what happened? Until like 2011 and 2013 or so, until my book was published, Professor Acharya did not bother defining the time frame, like a limit. But because I had given three, four different limits, now he sort of woke up. And now he came up with one verse and said, this verse leads to a time interval of 3200 B.C. to 1800 B.C. In fact, he wrote an article at pragita.com. That was the claim. And it says that particular verse from Udyog Parva 81.7 gives him 3200 BCE to 1800 BCE. Uh, in that pa- partial write-up at the bottom, I will highlight that. He makes a comment there is no claim, meaning no claim made by him anywhere that Krishna went on the mission of peace in Hemantra. Uh, Dr. Pandit, would you agree that is the claim? That is Professor Achar's writing in Okay. Now, I'm going to quote you Professor Acharya from his book that Actually, Dr. Pandit distributes, and that's a you know, good thing. Uh, page number 26, this is the 81.7. That's the translation. I'm going to magnify that translation. It says, when the, Sharad- when the Sharadrutu had ended, and Hemantarutu were just beginning in the month of Kamuda. We'll come to Kamuda and Kartik in a minute. On the day of Revati Nakshatra, blah, 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 the hero, which is Krishna, left for Hastinapur. After the ending of the Sharad, when the Hemantarutu was beginning. Just on the previous page, he said he never referred to the claim that the timing was of a Hemantarutu, okay? All right, so that's the conflicting evidence. There are two claims made, that one I just said, and also it was a month of Kartika. These are our six seasons, okay? This is what Mahabharata text is saying. This is one reference I said it does not corroborate 5561 BC, my date. I said it does not corroborate any other year, now against this mahabharata text it's saying at the beginning of the Hemantarudhu, look where uh, professor acharya's date or 3067 raghavan's date or manish pandit's dates fall 26 september is when krishna left it falls at the beginning of a sharad do you everyone sees the difference now you will say only two months guys if you understand astronomy it's a two months 60 days times 72 we are talking a difference of 4000 plus years and you'll see what that happens. Now, what happens? You are claiming something, but you don't have evidence to support it. It leads to confusion and delusion. Now, this is what Professor Acharya is claiming. This is what Mahabharata is showing. Now, Professor Acharya claims something else. He said, Kaumude should be translated as Kartika, and he makes a big fuss about me translating as a month of lotuses. kaumode it's a lotus. I said, month of lotuses. It can happen anywhere, depending on where it is. If you translate Kaumude as krutika and still stick with Mahabharata reference that it is the beginning of a Himantarutu. Do you know where it takes us? Mahabharata war happened in last 1,500 years, after Buddha, after Kalidasa, after Aryabhatta. OK? So I'm just going to go fast through that, just to get through the time. You know, Quickly, 18 days of the war, very important. Now, so far, you know, I said fraudulent is it juvenile. I didn't say anything about the fraud yet. Now the fraud comes, OK? So this is the summary, the first time I just summarized it. Okay? That doesn't match with what they are claiming. Udyoga 81.7. Now this is the first day of the war. Now, uh, you know, they say that it cannot be the Amavasya. Here I have 30 plus references. They are everywhere in my blog and whatnot. Uh, 30 plus descriptions of the phases and positions of the moon through the 18 days of the war. There are no descriptions of the moon for the first seven days. There are descriptions of the moon through 8, 9, 10, 11. And there are descriptions of the full moon through 12 through 19, even the time of Ashwatthama. Full of full moon descriptions. And there are many others that I will not go through. That consistently shows that it began on the Kartika Maasya and it went through next 18 days. But here is the fun. Now, quickly, I, because I don't want to lose my time, the 14th day of the war, uh, the war began on 22nd. The 14th day of the war stated here is 8 December. Uh, guys, use your basic additional math. Is that number correct? Take 10 seconds. Mm. It's not correct. What it should have been? December 4th. December 5th. It should have been December 5th. Okay. Now, is this just a quick, silly mistake? No. I brought this to attention of Professor Achar. I brought this to attention of Dr. Pandit, and they never responded. I brought it to their attention multiple times. I have the emails with Professor Achar to prove that. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Now, you wonder, is just a silly mistake? No, it's not a silly mistake. You'll see why. Okay, and thank you, Manish Pandit. You know, you went through the 2, 10 a.m. morning rise and so on and so forth. And also Balaram Yatra. I love that. Okay. The second error is Balram returns on December 12th. What is the if you start from 22nd November, what is the 18th day of the war? It's 9th December, guys. Okay. Why 12th? Okay, that is three days after the war ended. So the Balrama of Professor Kes Raghavan, Balarama of Doc, Professor Acharya and Dr. Pandit is simply not there to observe the fight between Duryodhan and Bhim. Okay? So, and the last problem, I'll quickly go there. First thing, the timing matches. They cannot show 92 days or more than 92 days. They have not rebutted in any fashion. They have simply ignored it. And lo and behold, why is Bhishma waiting? For the day of Uttarayan they keep him waiting for four additional days. Do you know why? So that they can match the interpolated observation of Maga Shukla Ashtami. OK? All right. Uh, so now let's get into those two big things. So first thing, the claim is that there is no reference to beginning of a Kali Yuga. See, this is Professor Achar writing. No external information, such as the beginning of Yuga is used now. Do you know who made the original claim? Professor K. Raghavan, 1969. Okay. Now all they have done is justified, saying, "Yeah, that's correct. We have tested it, and that's correct." Well, here it is. Two big claims. First is that they don't use the assumption of the beginning of Kaliuga in 3102 BC. Second one, the moonrise occurred at 2 a.m. on the 14th of the 14th night of the war. In fact, um, uh, Dr. Pandit clarified for us it's 2:10. So let's see. Okay, So, the very basis I'm saying is of 3067 is the assumption of Kali Yuga. I would ask you to go there and uh, you know, download this book, The Date of the uh, Mahabharata War and the Kali Yugadi. But here is what Professor Raghavan writes. Poor scholars, they should have searched for his date of birth, his meaning Krishna's birth, of de- uh, birth date, near the beginning of a Kali Yuga era, around 3100 BCE. Then they would have found out that he was born on 1140 pm blah blah blah, 27 July 3112 BCE, when the planets were disposed as follows. And from there they went on to 3067. So it started with the Kali Yuga, the assumption of a beginning of a Kali Yuga. This also makes Krishna 45 years old at the time of the Mahabharata war. Now Krishna and Arjuna of the same age. Now there is enough evidence in Mahabharata text to tell you that Krishna, Arjuna was 65 years old. He even says, "I'm holding this Gandiva for 65 years old," and that statement is also not exactly correct. You know, not, it's not like he's holding from day one, but we'll move on. Okay? Um, see, so what Professor Acharya is claiming is that uh, 14th or whatever that date was. In, sorry, 9th, uh, the 14th day was the wrong one instead of five, and uh, so 5th December is the correct one, right? The 14th day, the 14th day of the war is a 5th December. Now look at the moonrise. Moonrise is happening at midnight not 210, you follow? So now, 8th December, if you go, which is what they claim, which is already a forged, like f- twisting by three days, but it's also not 210, it's three, Th- 3M. And actually, if you want around two, that is on the 7th December. But if you go 7th December, you forge it, the problem is now the 18th day of the war will be 11th. I mean, still wrong. And again, you now the Balrama cannot do that either, okay? Uh, so, all right. so now the uh, Balrama, so uh, 42 days. Okay. Now, what Dr. Pandit said is, for 3067, he can perfectly match it. I'm going to show you here. Okay. So what is the scenario? If you start from Pushya, they are separated by 13 nakshatras, Pushya and Shravan. So that's easy. You know, so Shravan here, another, you know, the whole nakshatra is there. And some signs are not showing. I don't know why. Some uh, signs are not coming. But anyways, Pushya to Shravan, that's 42 days. Okay? Now, on their scale, and you can check that, the war started there, you know, that Bharani nakshatra. And Dr. Pandit will agree that they claim it is a Bharani nakshatra. You start counting from there, or you can take any astronomy software, do mathematics, and you'll find the last day, 18 day of the war, is on the Moola nakshatra, three nakshatras away from a Shravana nakshatra. I said, I cannot uh, corroborate Balramathir Nobody else can. 3067 cannot do that. That is the, that is the evidence of it here. Okay. Now, so there are two dates forged, the 14th day of the war, as well as the uh, 18th day of the war, naturally, because the both observations cannot be verified. Quickly, um, you look at, I showed you this all evidence, and uh, Dr. Pandit, to his credit, did admit that they don't look at all the evidence, you know, in in validating it. Well, that's wrong, scientifically speaking. But you know what happens? Uh, If you don't follow the right method, This is what happens. So they said, you know, like the two cats and the monkey comes and takes the uh, makhan from the both side kind of thing. So, uh, no, I cannot explain this, throw this away. I cannot explain this, throw this away and throw this away and throw this away. If you keep on doing this, you know, you cannot explain anything. These are gone, 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 gone. No, you can't explain, can't explain. These all can be explained for 55, 61 BC. You know, the final one, Professor Achart tried, you know, the MARS. And that did not work. And you know, actually what happens, for 3067, the Mars does go retrograde, but not near Jesta Anuradha as they want. It goes retrograde near Swati and Vishaka. So even that one goes away. I'm saying if you don't follow the right method, you are left in the company of Shani, Rahu and Ketu. Eclipses and Shani. Okay, quickly. You look at ad hoc hypothesis. I mean, nothing wrong with ad hoc hypothesis. Uh, 3067 has made it, but I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But if it's a revolutionary theory, it has certain expectation. It preserves the, preserves the successes of the past. Multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary evidence tends to support that date. Truth likeliness score is very high. Truth likeliness score, versatility score, you know, that's a scientific term, which means if you look at all 300 observations, you simply say, how many of them agree for your timeline, how many of them disagree for your timeline? The score, as I estimated, is for 3067, is 1 in their favor, 299 plus in their against them. For my timeline, 290 uh, in my favor, 10 against me, and when I counted 10, I'm, I have been extremely liberal. I said, okay, this one also can go against me.
1: Okay, thank you. Right. So, these are the blunders which are committed in 5561 BCE. There is a non-existent of a pre-war timeline. I've already shown you that. The observations because of an imagined adhik masa. There is a non-corroboration of Balrama's pilgrimage from multiple angles. Non-corroboration of the war timeline as started war on the Amavasya despite the eastern sky late, late, late night moonrise on 14th war night. Mistaken moon phase analogies for observations. If I told you that Purnima's face looks like a moon, uh, like a full moon, okay. The uh, Nidhi's face looks like a full moon, tomorrow I come over here and tell you that. The girl sitting next to her, her face looks like a full moon. Uh, Nilesh ji's face looks like a full moon, of course, uh, I come the where, day after that and tell you that. I say that this person's face looks like a full moon, uh, you know, the next day after that. We are sitting here, face is like a full moon, okay? And I say this for 10 days. Does it mean that there is a full moon occurring in the sky? There is a new moon, Amavasya, occurring in two days' time. Do you see this is what has happened in this 5561 BCE? These are those analogies, 25 analogies, which have been taken to supposedly corroborate the moon phase data. There is not a single astronomy observation in that, number one. Okay, anyway, we will come to that in a second. There is non-corroboration of the Bhishma moksha timeline war started on the wrong day and because it does not end in max of 58 nights of Maga Shuddha Shukla Ashtami and as far as why the Bhishma is kept waiting on, the four, um, on the, for the 4 days after Uttarayan or winter solstice I would like anybody over here if somebody can tell me this I will treat you to a coffee straight away okay it will be a fantastic thing one person if one person can tell me why that observation is like that okay i only discovered it few days ago so uh, there is an invisible solar eclipse from kurukshetra and no amount of delta t anything will shift it because of the because of the declination problem saturn and mars in the wrong position pluto neptune uranus everything seen with the naked eye comets mistaken to be planets speculations etc etc okay how many times does conjecture appear in Sri Nileshok's uh, uh, book, I gave up counting after 50 but those are the sort of numbers over there, anyway fine, it is educated guesswork if you like. Now, the first one is the Adik uh, Kartika masa to fit Balrama's pilgrimage and pre-war 10 observations because otherwise Balrama's pilgrimage cannot take place, it is the imagined thing. Now, here is the, that particular Adik Karthika from his book, Adhik Kartika. And then you got, uh, and plus the sequence is wrong, because Kartika and Adhik Kartika it's coming. It's actually, it should be the other way around anyway, if it was true. And then you see this Adik Kartika. That, by the way, is the thing used to corroborate the seasons as well, Varsha and Sharad. So once you take that out, the whole thing falls apart. The whole timeline is gone. Okay, Let me show you. this is actually the particular all the uh, new moons and full moons. So the full moons are over there. You can count the new moons, they are only 12. That is the vernal equinox which is occurring in 5561, that is the vernal equinox which is occurring in 5560. There you go, if you go over there, you have got uh, 13 uh, full moons, that means that what exactly? Let me show you, there is no adhik masa in 5561 or 5560 BCE. The full moon Shukla part of the Paksha accumulates till April 5560 BCE. The new moon, the Krishna part of the baksha final few days will accumulate till 5559 BCE. Only in 5559 BCE, 5559 BCE could there be an Adhik masa. So this is basically gone. There is no Adhik masa. The ten pre-war observations, including Balaraman's pilgrimage, are not taking place at all. Actually, okay, right. There's a conjecture of a dust storm hiding an earlier moonrise on the 14th night of the war. The problem is the late moonrise on the 14th night of the war. Whichever way you imagine it to be, whether it's at 1am 2am or whatever it is uh, because you know you're you're taking all this uh, simulator data to go back uh, so many thousand years 5000 years so there could be uh, an hour or so difference in that anyway but the point is it occurs in the eastern sky that's evidence of waning phase moon okay so there's no question so this moon is approaching the sun four five days away from our is not towards the purnima it cannot be okay cannot rewrite the textbooks of astronomy just to suit uh, You know a particular theory, and there it goes over there. I mean, I I, I agree. You know that uh, people may disagree with this sort of thing, but if you look at it, the moon and sun, this separation is growing uh, lower and lower, so that moon has to be actually approaching an amavasya. Basically, that 14th night moonrise, which is in the eastern sky, cannot occur anywhere else because eastern sky approaching the sun, so it is approaching an amavasya. You you can't fudge that. Okay. Now we come to the analogies, okay, of this last seven days of the war. That's why are these analogies occurring only in the last seven days of the war? Because the damn warriors only fall in the last seven days of the war. Bhishma is alive till the tenth day of the war. Till Bhishma is alive, nothing much is happening, and Bhishma is always compared to the sun. He is never compared to the moon, anyway, and he's not dying, mind you. He's falling on the, uh, he's falling over there, okay, right, on the battlefield. So when do the key warriors of the epic die? Last seven days, okay. So, can analogies qualify as true observations of the sky? Let us show you what happens when these when if you try to do this. So, these are those sort of analogies let me show you and there is a whole whole host of them 25, 28 uh, analogies like that or the all the error elimination experiments. Now, what happens right here is uh, uh, Nileshok's uh, full moon at Krittika on the 12th day of the war here is the full moon at Vishaka on the 16th day of the war. There is the full moon at Punar on the 17th day of the war. These are separated by months in real life, they are occurring all within 7 days. Is it even is it even possible? Okay, let me go further. This is even better. Let me go on to this one. So now you have got the full moon on all days from 10 to 17. Okay. Every day is a full moon. Ajbi full moon, Kalbi full moon. I mean might as well have all thirty days full moon. Why do you do it? full moon or every day new moon? Rakte no problem. bowling say, everything is a full moon, everything is a new moon. No problem. Okay. Now, the best part is this. The three lunar eclipses, it's not two, three. Because over here, you have got Arjun fighting Dushasan, and that is likened to full moon and being attacked by Rahu, which is also an eclipse, a, a, a lunar eclipse. Mind you, the lunar eclipse in 5567 BCE timeline has got to occur somewhere over there and it's not you know it cannot be corroborated number one number two there are two omitted solar eclipses analogies on the 14th day by ghatotkach when he is fighting ashwatthama ghatotkach when he is fighting uh, karna okay so i mean why why were those uh, omitted so there is cherry picking going on over there okay so you got full moon occurring in all those positions and they are all being taken there only the warriors faces it is not like somebody is looking in the sky and saying that that is an observation. So, that is the problem that separation has not occurred, so we have to do that. Okay. On the 13th day of the war Abhimanyu is killed his face is complete, uh, compared to an eclipse moon. This is taken to corroborate the lunar eclipse occurring 2 days later, when does the lunar eclipse occur, does it occur on the 13th day, does it occur on the 10th day, does it occur on the 16th day, no. How long does the lunar eclipse occur for a few minutes, so how can you take it? to basically say that there is a lunar eclipse again two days later or five days later or six days later. How can I take it like that and plus if I do that, well why omit the 14 day analogies which indicate solar eclipses and there you go. Those are the verses. This is Gita Press edition Particular is just easier because you can see exactly over there that it is definitely a solar eclipse analogy and isn't this absurd because the lunar eclipse anyway is not on the 13 days, it is on the 14-15 day of the war. Right. Now, these are all various other uh, things which are taken. For example, Satyaki and Abhimanyu in one chariot on the third day of the war is taken like the, like the moon and the sun is taken to moon, the sun and moon seen on the past Amavasya three days ago. Is Amavasya on every day? know. So, I mean these are the sort of analogies and every day. Okay. And then, Vishakha is taken to mean Punarvasu. Punarvasu is taken to mean Punarvasu. Might as well name every, every nakshatra as we wish. No? I mean we can do that. I mean Vishakha, why would Vyasa say Vishakha if he means Punarvasu, right? I mean if I know astronomy I can say uh, your face looks like the moon at Vishakha, second day your face looks like the moon at Punarvasu, I mean does it mean that I am seeing a full moon at Punarvasu and, or Vishakha on those days, simple. Anyway, so now we come to those error elimination experiments, they failed because no error was defined, therefore none was eliminated, in fact you can only uh, you can only introduce errors. So, this is what has happened in 5561 BCE, right now let me show you an example in 5561 BCE Jupiter and Saturn need to be near Vishakha according to chapter 3 verse 25 of Bhishma Parva. So, Sambathsara mm-hmm. Jagraha chagraha parujyalitha vubhav, Vishakhaya samipastho vrhaspati shaneshchara Samipa what is Samipa in Jyotish if um, I don't know I mean my nakshatra is hasta uh, hasta nakshatra samipastho is what is like Five, uh, like two Rashis away, people will say what, what kind of Jyotishi are you or what kind of uh, astronomer are you. right? So, it cannot be that far away and see where it is. It is at actually the st- uh, uh, end of uh, Hasta and the beginning of Chitra. Okay? It is nearly a Rashi away, it is 25 degrees away, my god. And this is 55 degrees away this Jupiter, where is this Libra, Libra and Sagittarius. This is Vishakhaya Samipastho but the main problem is actually not even not even that. Can any planet howsoever bright ever drown out the Saptarishis? Is it possible? Saptarishi Udharanam Samavacchha Devaipravam Grahu tamranano shikhav Two grahas with shikhas. You have got to apply a little bit of knowledge over here. You can't just say everything is a planet can any planet ever drown out the saptarishis i challenge anybody to actually show one observation ever where the planet has drowned out the saptarishis but this is occurring in brihat parashara uh, brihat samhita varahamihira's chapter 13 verse 7 it says that this is used to show that if that is occurring it can occur due to a comet right so these have got to be comets okay now we have got uh, another verse there, Kritikasu okay? Thivro Nakshatre Prathumai Jalan. Again, the, so Sri Vartak actually was from Pune, uh, wonderful man. And Srioka, uh, they conjectured that this Thivra Graha is Pluto, which is invisible to the naked eye and is seen somehow. But the second part of the verse says the Thivra Graha robs the plate stars of the brightness with its light like a dhumketu or the sun. See the problem, so Pluto, invisible to the naked human eye, is outshining the plate stars according to Srioka's theory. right? Is it possible? Again, it's, a, it's a all in that chapter 3, which I'll, I'll try and explain if, I, if I'm given a bit of time. Now, can Mars be retrograde at Magha at the same time as Jupiter in Shravana? In 5561 BC, this verse, Magha Ko vakra shravanecha bruhaspati is taken to corroborate Mars. But you know what, what astronomical, uh, astronomy absurdity is over here? You have to be 140 40 degrees away from the sun for either of these planets to be retrograde which means that sun is going to be at two positions at the same time separated by 180 degrees. And that is going to be in Aquarius near Shatavisha and near Pusha and Cancer, both of which, well, nearly 150 plus degrees. It's uh, impossible. So, these are all impossible uh, theories. Okay. Eclipses must occur prior to the war. In, in 5561 BC, they occur during the war. And the problem, the problem with that particular eclipse, the solar eclipse, is only viewed from Antarctica. It is not, there is no way, no way that the eclipse can ever be shifted using delta T or any other calculation to anywhere else. So, the solar eclipse has disappeared. Anyway, it cannot occur on Amavasya, which is the first day of the war, because I had already told you that the war can't start on Amavasya. right? And then we have got this Rahu approaching the sun, indicative of an eclipse in the near future, is the statement in Sri Yog's book. Probably is, the half statement is made by Karna to Krishna seven days before the Jesta Amavasya during the ride so the question of a war starting a uh, question of a, uh, any of the eclipses starting uh, before this particular uh, uh, during the war is not is not happening okay anyway right there is actually what what the critical edition is saying so that is the critical edition that is what is 5561 bc and those are all wrong okay then you got the ashtanavati uh, conjecture which of uh, uh, of 98 days spent. Now, what is, what is the problem with that? Because he is unable to corroborate the most important 58 nights observation of Bhishma himself, he dismisses Yudhishthira's testimony as trivial. He adds tens of extra nights spent by Yudhishthira to the timeline in 5561, 5560. And because of the war starting too early in that year, he is unable to resolve the conflicting 56 day observation of Krishna, misinterprets 4 days spent by with the Bhishma as 6 days, omits the Rohini nakshatra, Maga, Shukla, Ashtami combination of the day of Bhishma, Nirvana. And those are sort of the mistakes which are happening over there because between this, this observation and this observation there is nearly 50 days well 46 days whatever added. So anyway, Alpam Shesha dinanante dakshana Dakshanaya Bhaskara Bh bhagavate Arke Gantasim Param Gitim. It cannot mean Alpam. Alpam. Alpam is what? Few days. I mean Alpam can't mean for fifty-six 40, forty-six and fifty extra days on the bed of arrows. Okay. Anyway, okay, fine. Might as well. So you're coming to the conclusion of Sharante Himogameh. Uh, as varsha ritu um, i mean you're basically saying that that Maase, that particular thing uh, the mission of peace etc is occurring in varsha ritu correct and okay no let no, me sir. let me let me make a let me make a very very yeah okay fine so there is a particular verse over there which says that the southwest monsoon, uh, southwest wind is flowing if the southwest wind is flowing then how is it even possible that this could be taken to mean the southwest monsoon is occurring
0: okay so the, there is a there is a reference uh, when uh, B, uh, krishna is living for hastinapur and there was a storm and the reference says uh, the uh, the it was due to the southwest wind which is a nairutya monsoon now that is the the monsoon that we get on the western coast and coming up is a nairutya monsoon so that is a corroborative evidence that doesn't prove anything that's a corroborative evidence
1: for nairutya monsoon okay then the problem is that this is occurring in a Chapter of as Nimittas. As well, uh, so it is occurring in a chapter of Nimittas. So the problem is that how can this be a Nimitta that a Varsha is occurring during Varsha Ritu? Excellent. Uh,
0: what is, what is, what, what, if you notice what the problem is, because you know, uh, Dr. Pandit or the whole 3067 team is separating the things between this is a Nimitya, this is a Upamana, this is a Alankar, this planet is a comet, that comet is a planet. Honestly, that is the problem. Therefore, when they see something as a nimitta, they say, okay, how this is the evidence? To me, if there is any description that either relates to the planets, to the positions of, I mean, tithi, masses, seasons, that's astronomy evidence because all of these are, uh, are affected by astronomy. So my theory is, again, go back to the theory. And you know, this is not limited to 3067. As, as you go through, explore other observations, but let's come back to 3067. You will struggle as they are struggling. Because, you know, now, did you hear, and I'm glad he mentioned, something, then he went into astrology. Another thing he got struck, is he get into Varamira. You know, I mean, you have to decide, how does suddenly Varamira comes into the picture? You know, you have to decide your set of, uh, set of books because if it's a purely astrology theory, I have no problem. But then explain everything using astrology. Now, he mentioned the comets, for example. So, sorry, I, again, I, my, my apologies. I got into explanation. Um, the, my question to the, about the comets. So is it fair to say that you are saying, I mean, 3067 claim, that the, uh, uh, what is that? Vishakhayo, Sami Pasto, Brospati, shaneshcharo are not the planets, but the comets. OK, so the follow-up question to that, in that case, for the year 3067 BCE, would you able to show two comets that can be noticed in the vicinity of Vishaka, staying there up to a year? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I would like to see the proof. There is no proof. That's Hail my Bob. claim.
1: Halebop comet is there and it is seen exactly in that year 2532. Which uh, one? Halebop. Y- Halebop Hel- <laughs> is seen because it is near two Vishakha? Well. Nobody can say whether it is Vishaka. you prove that it is not near Vishaka. No simulation. No 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 no, no. no, 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 no. The onus is on
0: the one, one who
1: is one second, making the claim. One second, <laughs> can I, Can I just explain please, this? Please. Okay. please. Here, here is the peculiar problem. Comets, essentially, if you try and go back, there are some comets which the simula- simulations will work and it is fine. With this particular comet, the issue is that it has been only seen twice before. In the past because it's got two five two five three two years, which is a huge span of time. So it is only seen two times back in the past. So last time it was seen at Sagittarius, okay, and it was seen for 260 days, which is a record. Okay. So it has been seen for approximately a year. And I am I am saying it was seen in 3067 BC. Where exactly it was seen? well we are saying vishakoya samipasto if we use the nileshok's theory vishakoya samipasto i mean that covet is seen in vishakoya samipasto okay anyway okay so okay so next question so you mentioned uh, the uh, solar evidence
0: analogies and you said i avoided them fair mm-hmm. okay i did not avoid them you saw my score of 290 minus 10 so anything that doesn't go that it's into that 10
1: okay mm-hmm. okay
0: um you want to go ask question
1: Your solar eclipse is not seen from uh, anywhere except Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you agree? Hmm. Okay. How How do you explain? Okay. So, for example,
0: as you go back, especially beyond 2000 years, like AD, or especially 2000 BC, what happens to eclipses is this, and that applies to 3067, but everything else. If when you see a conjunction, okay, even the conjunction problems are there, meaning, you know, so the mathematical conjunction would say something else, and actual conjunction would be different. In fact, Professor Acharya has written a paper on it, okay, and there are many others. But what happens is if there is a conjunction, what we know for sure is a eclipse took place somewhere. What we don't know as we go back in time, why is that? Because of the most erratic motion of the moon. It's the most challenging motion, including Newton faced that. Okay, so two problems occur. One is where exactly the eclipse would happen, which is to say where exactly it will be seen, and the second one is what would be the nature of that eclipse, like you know the full uh, what you call the total solar eclipse or so. So that's my response to that.
1: But my counter question to that is that your. Uh, answer is only partially correct because the, I agree that the partial and so, uh, total nature of an eclipse is almost impossible to predict uh, when you're going back that long back in time. This is 7000 years actually. And uh, the, uh, just to because I mean this is slightly educative as well for these people. So, the delta T is the thing which is used to actually see what actually is happening way behind in the past. So Delta T is basically the difference between the universal time and the uh, terrestrial time. And this delta t, the, observer, the error at 3000 BC itself is between 18.3 hours and 27.3 hours. But the problem is, delta t will only shift celestial longitude. It will not shift. So you can shift it this way, but you can't shift it that way. If you imagine the, if you imagine the sphere, and that is the problem. So my my f- follow-up it is, is simply that, that you, it, is delta problem. t will not shift. Fair, it. okay. And I and I would say I disagree with it. Uh,
0: in fact, you know, post, post this, there is a paper that I have from a well-known astronomer and I will make it in some form available, you know, to see that how it changes in the both ways. Okay, uh, my question to you, um, for example, uh, the, uh, the the fraudulent timeline, you know, the playing with the timeline that I mentioned, you did not address it. Do you plan to address it? I'll, I, in the I, I, will, I will address it in the Excellent. future. Okay. I mean,
1: I don't know whether I can address it in the next presentation, but definitely, definitely. after. In fact, only the next one. You cannot do in the last one. No, so, no. I'll address the rest
0: of the stuff, but I mean I don't have time to prepare that uh, particular. No, no. Verbal, you can verbal, you can address. Okay. So my my next question is now in the regarding the eclipses, you are always saying that Mahabharata is very clear as to which eclipse occurred first, which eclipse occurred later, and so on. Would you quote the verses that clearly tell us which eclipse occurred first,
1: which eclipse happened later? And when and why? Somasya Lakshmaya Rahur What is the translation? So, the, the uh, moon has basically become nistage, huh. and Rahur Arka Mupesh So, that has already occurred and uh, solar eclipse is going to occur. Rahur Arka Mupesh Okay. So, the tense, the tense of the
0: statement you are talking. Here is the comment on this. What happens is, the Mahabharata text that we are seeing is written 18 years after the war. You can see many sentences which will go into the past. For example, Shukram Prashtapade Purve Samaruya Vishampate Uttaretu Parikramya Sahita Pratyadikshite. It has happened in the past, that's how it will occur. In reality, if you look at the time, and the 3067 cannot explain that, Shukram Prashtapade Purve Samaruya Vishampate Uttaretu Parikramya Sahita Pratyudhikshite. I mean, I'll give you a chance, okay? Um, and, and so, that particular observation there it is said as if it has already happened if you really look at it it happened after the Mahabharata war because all the observations that you see are Mahabharata war plus minus one years and there is evidence for that right into the Mahabharata text Um, you want to ask a question or okay all right Uh, so so, uh, fraudulent timeline you will answer that are we close three minutes minutes. okay Now, would you agree, uh, Dr. Pandit, that if there is a revolutionary theory, revolutionary claim that leads to new predictions, it doesn't solve all the problems. It leads to new predictions. 5561 BC has led
1: to many new predictions.
0: What are some of the new predictions that 3067 claim led to?
1: Well, 3067 BC, what we are trying to do over here is we are trying to make sure that all all the phenomenon which are seen in the Mahabharata are actually uh, separated out, the, you have to separate out the uh, grain from the shaft. Agree. Yeah, you can't just take every observation and just say, oh, this is the observation, that is, is, is. I mean, there, yes, there are certain things which don't fit. ushitva Shravari, Sriman, Panchashan Nagarotha, I mean, that 50 uh, nights which are spent over there, that, for example, doesn't fit exactly in that particular timeline. I they, mean, they you fit know. for mine, 55, BC, But, but, exactly they, But your 58, night, 58 nights timeline doesn't fit in that particular ah. thing. Okay, do you want me to explain it as a question? No, so <laughs> no. So, because uh, we'll come to that later. Isn't yeah, it? sure. I mean, we can come to that later. Now, but, but I will just say I can explain that 58 very well. Okay. No, well, okay. Do you want can, me to? Can, can, I, can, I, can I then just address uh, both and just say… So,
0: you ask a question, then I'll ask you a question. You know, you said that's wrong, I, Nilesh is wrong. Okay, here so, is so
1: how can you explain 58? V- very next? good,
0: thank you very much. <laughs> so on the when when uh, Krishna goes to Yudhishthira, uh, sorry, Krishna goes to Bhishma. The first day that they meet, you know, after the war is over, he's saying, "Pancha Shatam Shatya Kurupravira Shesham Dinanam Tava Jivitasya." You have got 56 more days to leave. Okay. After that, for four, five, six days, uh, there is that back and forth between Yudhishthir. Then on the sixth day, uh, Yudhishthir is uh, you know the Bhishma says Vishnu uh, sasranam to Yudhishthir, and now he says, "Go back." go back to Hastinapur. And then the verse comes, after a few verses, he says, now Yudhishthira went back and lived there, that is the verse he referred to, for fifty nights. And when it was Uttarayan, he came back. Now to fifty-eight. Fifty-six days, he says, you have extra fifty-six days. Now just imagine the Uttarayan, meaning the day Bhishma Nirvan is one day after Uttarayan. So that is exactly when it has turned back. So that's day. And you know, in the, when we talk, and so Krishna is saying fifty-six more days, he may or may not have counted the day he is talking. So now Bhishma might be referring to those 58 days. There is an alternate explanation for that 58 days, which I just gave. No, you you don't have to agree. That is the alternate explanation. On the other hand, when you add those minimum of 92 days, there is no way to hide from the minimum of 92 and that every other Mahabharata researcher is forced to do for their date.
1: Uh, I disagree. I disagree. Uh, Can I just uh, add a very quick uh, comment on that? the Ushitva Sharviri Sriman Panchashan Nagarottame Samayam Kauravagrasya Sasmarapurusharachabha That particular verse which is occurring is occurring as including all the other nights which have been spent. Nowhere actually it says see that the Hastinapur Kshetra is uh, not this particular 50, 50 nights. So, uh, the problem which I have with this particular thing is that the uh, that particular verse is Bhishma's primary evidence. How can you ignore Bhishma's primary evidence? This is my objection to it. Okay, I'm okay. not ignoring Bhishma's primary evidence. You're, fact, providing a, you're providing a difference. I'm i coming. So, wh- why it is a Bhishma's
0: primary evidence? Like what is what is your crux? Because Bhishma has said it. Ah, nice. Now, let me tell you. The uh, Masam Ekambahi Purath Panchashatam Shatam Shachakuru Pravirashesham Dinanam Tava Jivitasya, or the verse that he quoted, all of these verses, if you go into the text at the beginning as the story is narrated, it says Vaishampayan Vacha. Okay. okay so of course Vaishampayan is saying now krishna said now bhishma said now somebody so so said but it's all vaishampayana Vaishan. Uvacha. let's not i mean and you're not the alone i mean i have seen these objections before we will only look at what krishna said we will only look at what bhishma said well that is like saying i'll take what suits me i will reject what doesn't suit that's why again i'll take you guys not just for the 3067 you must go and ask everyone what is the universal and generic statement of your theory for your claim
1: uh- you will not get the answer Uh, I I would just like to say that there are two, my point was simply limited point was that there are two conflicting timelines. That is the issue, that two conflicting timelines if you actually take certain verses, if you take the other verses and that is the problem.